So let's go back and look at the word recovery. Everybody say recovery. recovery. Say it like this. Say recover. recover. Say it again. Say recover. recover. Say it again. Say recover. recover. Now say it slow. Recover. Say it again. Recover. So what we're really talking about as it relates to recovery is really talking about recovering. Recover. To cover again. If we're talking about to cover again, then we're really saying that at some place, somewhere, at some juncture, we were exposed, unprotected. And as a result of us being unprotected and exposed, we got claimed. Because anything that is unclaimed is open to be claimed. Anything that is not covered says that it is open to be covered. You all with me? First Corinthians now, chapter number 11, a very odd scripture. To, to travel from, but it speaks to what we are after. First Corinthians chapter 11. I will begin reading there at verse number three. This potentially could be a controversial scripture. I've, I've heard it even in church growing up. And I, even after I got saved, this was a controversial scripture. It's really not that controversial, but we have made it controversial. So I will run the risk of controversy to go into it to make the point that I believe God wants us to have. It says there in verse number 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, this is Paul talking. He says, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. Y'all there? And the head of the woman is the man. Let me hurry along because of time. And the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered dishonoreth his head. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head. For that is even all one as if she were shaven. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for her, for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head for as much as he is the image and glory of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Interesting scripture here because we're moving now into what I call freedom, to a place of freedom, understanding our freedom that we have. And as we approach freedom, we got to understand what it means to be covered or to be recovered. In this particular scripture, um, the church in its search for um, a level of uh, order and 
a level of respect and a level of honor, parts of the body of Christ has taken this and have established a doctrinal teaching, a doctrinal system. And doctrine is only systematic teaching and forms. But have established doctrine and have taken it literal and and from a pure position have established guidelines that will help the local church to stay in a place of order, respect, and honor. Nothing wrong with that. Unfortunately, what has happened is when you have revelation at one end, that's not revelation for the entire body. If you're not careful, you can take a revelation that God gave you and then you can place a demand upon the entire body of Christ to abide and live by that revelation that you got that helps you. And when you do that, then unfortunately you run the risk now of causing separation in the body of Christ. Are you all here? Yes. I run the risk of rocks to be thrown. So we, we, end up, we end up in a place where we have caused some type of rift in the body of Christ because you have certain members or parts of the body that don't have that revelation that you have. You know what I mean? And now it looks like now you want to place that demand. And as a result of me not following your revelation, now it appears like I'm a renegade. And that I'm outside of the will of God. Not saying that all are like it, but I'm saying you run the risk of separating me from the body because of a lens that you look through. That's not the same lens that the entire body has. Hello, anybody. The scripture itself, as Paul was teaching, as I shared Wednesday night, as Paul is teaching from this particular matter, he's speaking to them based upon what they understand. He's talking to them based upon their culture and upon, based upon their custom. And how many know that the Olympics are going on right now? What sport you like? What, what sport do you like? Basketball, track. Basketball, track. Uh-huh. Okay, what sport do you like? Track. track. Okay, what sport? Basketball. Gymnastics. Right? Now, how many of y'all who like those sports understand those sports? All right, you understand. So now, if I wanted to speak to you and bring a point of truth to you, I could use what you know and what you're accustomed to to bring a truth to you so that you would understand. Right? And when I bring the truth, the principle of the word, through through that particular avenue that you are very aware about, here's what will happen to you. You have aha moments where you understand. You say, yes, I understand that. When I show you an analogy in that which you know. Paul is doing the same thing. He's speaking to them through their custom so that they can understand, through their culture so that they can understand. They understand head coverings. 
You know what I mean? They, they, they understand what that means. And then he teaches them about order through that process. He teaches them divine order through the custom of their time, the culture of their time. So that they can grasp it, understand it, and then flow in it. Are you with me? There are some things in scripture, even though the word of God is true throughout, they are dated. And if you would practice those dated things today, you would not get the effect or the impact that's supposed to happen. Such as animal sacrifice. That was just a picture to teach us something about Christ. Amen? Amen. So for me to go find a bullock, get a, a, a turtle dove, right? Come on, to get a lamb, if, to, to use the sacrificial system of getting bulls and different things, you know what I mean? And pigeons and all of that. Then if I would use that today, I would be outdated. If I would force you, if I bring a brazen altar in here right now, And put on my garment and my ephod and my, my miter and all of that stuff, right? And came in here, right? <laughs> right? Now I can do this as a demonstration to show you something, a truth. But if I said that this is our practice, y'all would look at me like I'm crazy. Because I'm out of time. I'm outdated. I'm speaking from another time that was just showing us a truth of the future. Pointing to Jesus. Paul is teaching from that same model. But what is he teaching, Hodge? I share with you what he's teaching. Look at verse number seven. It's about being covered and uncovered, right? Yes. Look at verse number seven. Well, let me, let me work my way back up there. It says now, <clears throat> I'm sorry, verse three again, but I would have you know, I'm reading from King James, have you know that the head of every man is Christ, the head of woman is a man, the head of Christ is God, right? Every man praying or prophesying have his head covered, dishonored his head, but every woman that is, that prophesied or prophesied within, uh, with her head uncovered, dishonored her head. For that is even all one as if she was sh- shaven. For the woman, uh, for, if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if she, if uh, it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head for as much as he is the image. Everybody repeat with me. Image, image. and glory, glory of God. Okay. And then it goes on and says, but, but the woman is the glory of the man. Say glory, glory. of the man. Okay, now, it's about covering, isn't it? I'm dealing with recovering, right? Right. Watch this, verse 7, amplified. For a man ought not to wear anything on his head in church. For he is the image and reflected glory of God. Here it is again, bringing it out more. In function of government... Reflects the majesty of the divine rule. But woman is the expression of man's glory, majesty, preeminence. Let me read it again. For he is 
Talking about the man, the image and reflected glory of God, his function of government reflects the majesty of the divine rule. Here is what Paul is getting to us here. Paul is telling us and teaching us the importance of being covered. He uses a term, he says government, then he uses another term, rule. He says that the man is a reflection of God or the image of God or he is a picture of a ruling government. A ruling government. Watch this now. Rev, come here for a sec. As Rev Clayton stands here now, now watch this now. When there is a ruling government in place, Bible says that man is the image of God. And that the woman is the, the image or glory of the man. So there is a reflection. So then the man, because God is a God of covering, of protection. That's his way. He doesn't want anything to be uncovered or without government. Okay? So now, when a man is in place, based on the scripture, now follow me. And we see a woman in place. Here it is. The man is the government over this woman. The rule, watch this now. It speaks that when a man is in his rightful place, he is an expression of God in the earth. God is a God of order, isn't he? He's a God of government, isn't he? Everybody say kingdom. He's a God of government, right? And so now there is a government over red. And when anyone looks at Rev, they will say that Rev has a government over her. So she cannot be claimed. She is already under a governing rule of order. In other words, she's covered, she's protected. She's already claimed. When there is no man in place and Rev is standing there, she is essentially uncovered. There is no government to be seen. There is nothing that says that she is under any type of authority. And so an enemy or anyone who comes to see a a person who is unclaimed without a government, hello, uncovered, Says that they have a right to now claim her because there's no one claiming her. There's no one speaking over her life. There's no covering to protect her. He says she's unprotected, which means that anyone who comes to see an unprotected person has a right to claim. So Satan, as much as we badger him and talk bad about him, he's bad anyway. He's a liar, all that kind of stuff. That is true. 
But there's some stuff that we're saying about him that's really our fault. In the garden, in the garden, Adam and Eve, right? Adam was given authority, dominion, both of them authority. But he was the only manifested part of mankind. Given dominion, right? He has government. He has authority, right? Chapter 3 of Genesis says that there, a, there came a serpent who did not speak to the man, but who spoke to the woman. I'm not arguing about, you know, where he was. Okay? But if the serpent has access to Eve, then there is a part of her that is not covered. She is not claimed. She is not spoken for, which gives him, the serpent, a right now to have conversation. Because when there is a government in place, there is no right for anyone to come in and have access. I'm in the earth. Come on, you and I, we are in the world, but we're not of the world, right? We are in the world now. Watch this. We're in the world, but we are in the world with a government that rules over us. So now I can go into a foreign place, but I'm spoken for and claimed by the kingdom of God. His representation is seen in and on me and around me. Because there is a reflection of his government. So I'm protected in the earth. Jesus said it like this, John 17. Don't, even when he's praying to God, don't take God, Father, don't take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil that's in the world. Then he says, sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. So there is a separation from the world, yet unto the word. There's sanctification that's there. There is separation. And the kingdom of God governs us in the earth. Y'all with me? So if Satan can come to Eve and get access to her, he's only coming because he feels he has a right to because there is no covering on this woman. I don't know where Adam was. I'm not here to argue about where he was. I know where he wasn't. 427 Ephesians says, give no place to the devil. He cannot take place. If he gains place or access, it's because we gave him access. He can't just take it. We gave him access. So how does he get access to Eve? There has to be a search that went on, my God, to find out about the uncovered aspects of Eve's life. And so if he gets access, then that means that there is a part of her, if not all of her, that is not claimed. There is no government, at least as far as we can see over her. And so Satan comes because he feels he has a right to claim what is unclaimed and uncovered. Now watch this. God is such a God of covering that even after, watch this, even after the serpent gets access to Eve, thank you, sis, 
gets access to Eve, watch this, and now their eyes are not open as a result of eating what they were forbidden to eat. Okay, now their eyes are open. Eyes were always open, but now they're open, right? Because God was trying to keep them and protect them from stuff that they couldn't stop if they turned it on. Now watch this. God is such a God of covering until after they realize that they are uncovered, naked, and ashamed, right? The Bible says that they go hiding. Why are they hiding? They're hiding because there's a natural sense to be covered. There is an inclination that's built in us to be covered and protected. And so they go hide behind bushes, even though that's not the right covering. They go behind bushes because inside of them, built in them, is that they must be under government somewhere. And so they hide behind flaky government. I'm sorry. (laughs) They hide behind a bush. Which was not sufficient. And God says they're looking for covering because that's in them. They're exposed now. So they have to be re-covered. And so God has to step in because if he leaves it up to man to try to cover himself, he'd be in trouble and exposed all day long to the enemy. And so God has to now kill something, get the skins of something that was sufficient enough To cover them and then take the blood on the side. He has to spill blood, get the skin and cause them to be covered. Because God is a God of covering. He does not want his people exposed. They're trying to cover themselves behind bushes and leaves. And God has to get a skin. He has to get a substance that he can pour his government through for the time y'all better stop it and cover them so that when they are looked upon come on they are not naked and ashamed David somebody shout David The reason why David was crying so much is not so much that his family was gone, but that his family was left uncovered. That's why he asked, could he recover? Stop it. David is the king of Judah. Come on. He is not on his throne. He's not on his throne. He is on the run. He is under Egyptian leadership now, protection. He's out of place. Okay? Israel got a king that does not fear God. And so here it is now that that this group, this Egyptian group, they're going now to fight against Israel. David is in league now with the Egyptians who have given him permission to live Come on, in Ziklag, in their place. David's on the Egyptian side, and he's going with them to war against Israel. 
And the council told the king, no, we don't want him with us because he may change his mind in the midst of the battle and fight against us. Send him back to the camp. Remember, he's the king of Judah. He's out of place. He's not on his throne. He's on the run. And so when he leaves the camp to go with the Egyptians to fight against, come on y'all, to fight against Israel, he left his wives, he left the children. They, he told those men to go fight and they left their families exposed. So when he gets back, yeah, he's crying, yeah, because they're gone, but he's really crying because he left them Uncovered, And the Amalekites came in, they saw no government, so they felt they had a right to claim what was there because there was no head. There was no covering. Come on, y'all. There was no government. There was no ruling government over these women and children. You can fault the Amalekites, but they came in and saw unclaimed freight. I just had to. They saw unclaimed property. And when they saw unclaimed property, all they did was claim it. So when David comes back, yeah, he crying. Everybody crying. You want to know why they want to beat David up? You know why they want to get after him? They want to get after him because they followed him. And left their wives and children too. And now when they come back, now this man, their leader has caused them to leave their family exposed. So now they get, they, they, they upset, they hurt, but they want to get after him. Now I know that's a different perspective than what you probably saw. But when David comes back, he gets his ephod. What he's really saying is, let me get back in my right place. Let me get back in the place that I'm supposed to be in. Give me my ephod here so I can get back in communion. Come on, y'all. With my father and he prays and inquires. Now watch what. He inquires, can he go recover? He's asking God, can I get back in my place? He said, I messed up. Can I recover? And because God is a God of covering or, or recovering, it's not a, a, a difficult call for God. Why would he say no? He says, yes, pursue in a hurry. If you look up the word pursue, it's not a casual passive approach. It's talking about pressing. It's talking about hot, being fervent about what you're doing. In other words, get in a hurry, boy. Go get your family back. Yes, you can get them back. Pursue them, overtake them, and recover all. Gave David a chance to get it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that covering back. You have left your family exposed. Thank God they didn't die. Jesus. 
Can I talk to the church now? I understand why we are the way we are. I understand that. I understand why we sought covering the way we did. I know why we connected with things and people that we shouldn't have. I know why we connected with substances that we should not have because inside of us innately I'm looking to be covered. Yes. I'm looking for a government that will rule me. I'm looking for something that will speak to me in my issue. Something that will influence me. Something that will calm me down. Something that will help me. I'm looking for a voice. I'm looking for something to cover me. That's why I'm behind this bush. That's why I got these leaves over me. That's why I got this pipe to my mouth. That's why I'm hooked up with that woman and that man. That's why, that's why. That's why I cheat and that's why I steal. Because I was left uncovered. Someone claimed me, made me feel good. Y'all stop, don't, don't be looking at me like you don't, made me feel good, accepted me as I was. I know why. I know why. And then when, when he left, then he came in on his horse. Cause I'm mad at him cause I didn't, I didn't, yeah. Now he come and, and, and he got me covered. Now I don't fit him and now he's gone. And here comes the next one, knight in shining armor. And we set it up. Don't you play with my mind. Give him a 90 day rule. You didn't know all he had was 90 days in him. Because after the 91st day, you didn't know that on the 91st day that he had side effects to his medication. Yeah, yeah. You don't know it made. You know it made it made him hit folks. Then he come back crying. I'm sorry. And now we the ones that don't understand. You want us to understand that, and you defend. Getting hit upside the head. You get defensive. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Y'all can't throw a rock this far. <laughs> you get defensive. And I'm, I'm coming to. You get defensive. When we do what Jesus did. With that woman at the well. You have had five husbands. And now you're living with another man. See, you get defensive when we talk about the history. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. Talk 
that you had. And then you said, we're judging you. And we're judging you, trying to get you free. You don't realize that there have been stuff built in you. You have given your life so much that you don't know how to stick to anything. That's right. My God. Say that. Jesus. Your mind is fragmented. Your emotions are fragmented. Come on. Yes, Lord. Going from church to church. Going from job to job. You don't know what you're doing in life. And you're asking God to bless you at the same time. And everything that comes that fits your criteria, you call it a blessing. And then when the truck come and put it up on the lift and carried it away, the blessing that God gave you. And then we use the scripture, elder. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the, y'all better cut it out because Job was in trouble. Everything you hear the characters in the Bible speak, the Bible is the truth. But every character speaking, they're not speaking the truth. I know it's a little heavy for some of y'all. The Bible is the truth. It's the word of God. But every experience that the characters had, what they said does not amount always to the truth. That's right. That's right. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. For real? I'm not going to mess up your little theology. You want to believe that? You stick with that. But I want to help you. God is not an Indian giver. If he gives something, he gives it to you. Now, if we lose it, we lose it. If we get from under the covering and we start making decisions based upon our own personal lawlessness. Because I want to talk about emancipation. We start making decisions based upon our own personal government that we have, that we live by. Come on. Then we make decisions. Right? And we lose stuff. Somebody shout emancipation. Because I got to go. Now, emancipation deals with freedom. It means to get to, to free you from a slavery type situation. But every emancipation does not release you into your right freedom. Because some of us want to be free from good stuff. We want to be emancipated because we don't like the rule or the government of the kingdom here. Because it does not appeal to my flesh. It doesn't grant me permission to go off. feel like I have a right to go off right now. I got a going off feeling right now and I need to go off right now and I need permission from a government to go off right now because if it happened to you, you would go off, right? And when the kingdom doesn't grant you permission to go off, then you want to get from underneath that covering 
and find a government that will give you permission to go off. And now you want to sign a document talking about, I'm emancipated. I want to be emancipated. You do, huh? Because you want to be free to be lawless. You want to become a law unto yourself. And then you'll go back and get up under the kingdom after you done did what you had to do. Just let me go. Let me, let me go. Let me, let me get at it. Let me get at it. Let me get at it. And then after something bad happens, then we come back. And God is such a forgiving God that he covers us again. Come on, y'all. But this time we come back with baggage. See, and now when we come back with baggage, we don't want the consequence of our action. We don't want the consequence of our action. Okay. And then we, we believe, well, God's going to go with him. He won't move the consequence. No, because if you really understand freedom, you can be free locked up behind bars. That's right. That's right. That's right. You got to get it. Because your freedom has nothing to do with your flesh. That's right. Real freedom, hallelujah, real freedom is to remove the restrictions, oh my God, remove the restrictions that kept me bound from being free to be who God made me to be. I can't do the will of God because I'm bound. So I need freedom, come on. Freedom so I can be who God made me to be. Because if I am who God made me to be, you can throw me, come on Joseph, you can throw me in the pit, you can throw me in the prison, yet I will rise each time. Y'all, y'all didn't catch that. No, no, y'all, y'all really didn't catch that. Y'all didn't catch that. See, see, see. If I am who I am supposed to be and you throw me in the prison, I am free while you lock me up. And my freedom is so powerful until it will find a way, come on y'all, to get me out of here. Hallelujah. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. But he says before that, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples. And then it says, and he whom the son sets free is lock me up. I'm coming out. Lock me up. But I'm coming out because I know what to do in this case. That's real freedom. Freedom is to unlock me from the inside out. If I get unlocked and loosed, oh my God, in my mind, then I'm free to think like God made me to think. He says, then my thoughts will become agreeable to his will. And so, oh my God, if you unlock me and loosen me from the inside, if you unlock my mind, 
then I'm free to think like I'm supposed to think. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Come on. Who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He knew who he was. And because he knew who he was, he could take a lower seat. And the lower seat wasn't for him. The lower seat was for me. To get me out of my stuff. Y'all with me? Somebody say freedom. Freedom. Say it again. Say freedom. Freedom. Freedom means to be free, to be liberated, to dominate again. You can dominate a situation. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Come on, let's go, man. You can dominate a situation from the inside. Come on, y'all. Now, I'm going to give you all a, I shared this analogy before, but I'm going to give you a real strange, crazy analogy. Just so you can get the truth out of this. It's real crazy. It's really on the other side. It's real edgy. It's real, you know, but I'm going to give it to you anyway because it's real crazy. But I'm going to show you by principle. Watch this now. I, I, I share, how many of y'all remember me talking about a black snake? Yes. Yes. Remember black snake? Uh-huh. Yes. A black snake has the power. To be in a low position. To be in a low position and look at a bird in a high position and get the attention of the bird. Watch this now. And the bird will come down to it. Now that's real crazy and wild. Speaking of the power of the underworld, right? The power of the kingdom is greater than the power of the underworld. So when I open my mouth, sis, and start talking, I'm talking from a government that grants me permission to execute its rule in the earth. That's why whatever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth shall be Tell somebody my freedom is in my mouth. I dominate... Not with this, but with this. I don't need dunamis power. Come on, y'all. I need exousia power. That's the authority that I need right there. Because when I talk to the devil, his demons, when I talk to them, they understand the power of the words of the kingdom. Y'all better stop it right now. Because when I use Jesus, I only use the words that my father used. So when I open my mouth, I can dominate a situation. Watch this now. I can clear out an atmosphere with my words. Jesus spoke to a fig tree. I didn't say he took the axe. I said he spoke to a fig tree. Y'all didn't catch that. He spoke to a fig tree. He didn't speak to his limbs. He spoke to the whole tree, the life of the tree. Watch it. When he spoke to the tree, 
the word, the power that was in his words was authorized from the kingdom and government where he's from. And so when he spoke it, God said, Amen. And the tree heard. And it stood there and fooled more people. Come on. The tree already was fooling people because it, it would look like it was full blown because there's leaves and everything, but it had no figs on it. So it fooled some people already. And then when Jesus cursed it, it still fooled more people because it stood, it still stood for that moment. But the next day, somebody said the next day. The next day when Jesus walked past the fig tree, he paid no mind. It was the disciples who pointed it out. That it had dried up from its root. You can dominate. Tell somebody, I can dominate from the inside. All I got to do is get free. If I can get free on the inside, I can dominate on the outside. Y'all stand, I got to run. Stand, stand, I ain't finished. Freedom. 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 I am not free to be lawless. I'm not emancipated to be lawless. I'm free from restrictions that the enemy put on me to stop me from dominating. At some point in time, y'all get tired of the dog barking at you, making you run. If I ain't going down that street, I got the dog over there. The dog ought to be saying, I hope they don't come down this street because here come that man. You know what I mean? No, but it ain't that way. It's the opposite way. He got teeth. You do too. He got a big head. Yours is big too. He's strong. What about you? You bite. Dogs ought to be saying, he bites. <laughs> I want no humans coming down this street. They bite. Y'all with me? Recovery has to do with covering again that which has been exposed. Because it is at my exposure that I, I became available for the riffraff of this world. The manipulation of things and people. Freedom. Here's what I want you to do. Here's here's your homework. Because we're going in now as a setup. Stand therefore. Stand therefore. In the freedom. In the liberty. Wherewith Christ has made you free. And be not entangled again. With the yoke of bondage. 
For this purpose, for this reason, the Son of Man, Son of God, was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil, that he may undo, that he may loosen, untie what the devil has tied. Watch this now. Here's how I walk in my freedom. Here's your homework now. Look up the word repent. I know y'all didn't want to hear that. Because if you want to get from underneath that other government and walk in your freedom, it's what's in your mouth that makes the difference. Jesus paid the price to free us all already. What's my part? He's not going to come and do it again. He did it already. So then how's what's my part? My part is starts with repentance. Because you got to understand, you may stand where you are now and you may have done, I may have done what I did or what you've done. Watch this. But if you're real technical about it, there may have been an iniquity in your family that brought you to that place that made you exposed like that. Because nobody in your family knew how to cover you. They never knew how to cover themselves. Nobody talked to them about that. So you may have been exposed generations ago. The power of repentance not only causes you to turn. Y'all better watch it. But it will turn everything going back. It can break the curse. So your repentance, watch this now, your repentance, my repentance, our repentance can move from the now and unlock everything that had gone on in the past. Somebody's got to stop it. Because if you don't stop it and I don't stop it, it's going to still come to the next generation. Your son going to act crazy. And you're going to try to defend him and it's crazy. Because he locked, you locked, they locked. Truth makes us free. Come on. But if I shut it down here, I will also speak to the demons of the past. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all hear me? Repentance is not just you. 
But there's a principle that you can repent for a whole nation. And God will honor it. God will honor it. Right where you are, lift your hands. I want you to look up the word repentance. Everybody, look it up. Because the first thing we're going to do is we're going to repent. To get untied. Then after we repent, then we're going to look at stuff. That we have kept that remind us of what tied us. Hello, we got articles, artifacts, we got different things that's still speaking. You got stuff in your drawers that's still speaking. You got undergarments that's still speaking. That were gifts given to you. You got rings. Well, this is my ring. You didn't you, you didn't divorce now, right? You didn't divorce. Right? And you still holding on to the ring. It's my ring. Well, it's your tie too. If it's worth that much to you, then you're going to be locked up and you will carry that, you will carry that, that weakness, that bent into other things. You need to discard it. You're looking at the value and worth of it. For real? Oh, yeah. You'd be surprised of the stuff that's still smoking in your house. Breathing in your house. Stuff breathing in your car. That's number's breath and spirit. Breathing all around you. You try to figure out why you can't get loose. Why you can't get your soul back. Because stuff's still breathing. You're still letting it breathe. Some people you got to, come on, you got to cut the relationship with. But not just separate yourself from the person. You got to cut that spirit. You got to cut the umbilical cord that feeds. From you to them. I told you that Satan will have an umbilical cord and he will drop off garbage from hell in your life. Amen. Time to really get free. But our freedom is from the inside. Out. Amen. Come on, lift those hands, lift those hands, lift those hands. Be safe as you travel in Jesus' name. Cover you and your family in the name of Jesus. Pray, Rev. Lead us in.